They say that love in a cottage isn't all that it's cracked up to be, but I beg to differ. Hey friend, welcome to Love in a Cottage. I'm your host Paige Geidel, a young Christian wife and mama seeking to share honest conversations about the challenges, joys, and beauty that comes with getting married and having babies in your 20s. I got married at 19 and gave birth to my daughter at 20 years old. I never would have imagined that fulfilling my dreams would feel so lonely at the same time. I found myself craving a community where I could connect with other wives and moms who understood me and were also passionately following Jesus. I created Love in a Cottage for like-minded women to connect with those who are in similar seasons of life and share similar values so they can feel seen, understood, and supported. Each week, I'll bring you candid conversations with other wives, mamas, and occasionally my husband, John, along with stories sharing my own experiences in marriage and motherhood. It is my prayer and goal that you'll leave the show feeling inspired and empowered to love your spouse joyfully, to parent your children intentionally, and to passionately follow Jesus. So grab a cup of coffee, cozy up on the couch, and get ready to feel encouraged. Let's get into today's show. Today's episode is sponsored by Thrive Market. Thrive offers 25 to 50% off retail prices on 6,000 organic, non-GMO, and sustainable products. And when you join their auto-ship program, you save an extra 5 to 10%. Thrive's membership is just $60 per year, and with each paid membership, they give one to a family in need. We are big fans of Thrive Market and are personally a part of their monthly auto-ship program. Some of our favorite items include Thrive's organic olive oil, beef jerky, oat milk, and roasted garlic pasta sauce. In addition to fun snacks and sauces, Thrive also sells meat and seafood, wine, diapers, tampons, and more. You can get 25% off your first order from Thrive Market by visiting pageguidel.com thrive or by clicking the link in the show notes. That's pageguidel.com thrive. Okay, guys, welcome back to another episode. This time I have my husband, Jonathan, on the show. Hello. And we're sitting in our car while Flora's napping. And yeah, we're really excited to be talking with you guys today. Um, We've been married for a little over two years, and I feel like there's been enough time and space that now we've been able to like reflect and talk about our wedding. It was a really good growing experience and I wouldn't say they're like regrets because I feel like that has a negative connotation but we learned a lot through the wedding planning process and we would do things differently. For sure the way I see it is we sort of let the wedding get in the way of the marriage and uh, so there are certain things about the wedding itself and the planning process too that kind of um, again, getting it, getting the marriage off on the wrong foot is a little bit of a strong way of putting it, but I mean, definitely we would do things a little bit differently. Yes. So I'd say the overall theme we're kind of talking about are its expectations and control. We definitely had some expectations prior to getting engaged that we, well, I really ended up foregoing because 
I really got in a headspace of like wanting to be in control of the situation and the decisions that we made. And John was really kind and humble through it all. But um, in the end, it kind of like resulted in some hurt feelings and some regrets, I guess, about decisions that we made. And so we're sharing this in hopes that it's encouraging to you if you are in the wedding planning process or if you're thinking about getting engaged um, and that you're able to learn something and take away something helpful and healthy from this conversation. So the first thing that we would change is the size of our wedding. We ended up inviting roughly 350 people, which is a lot, and there's nothing wrong with a big wedding. We want to reiterate that, but I think the biggest reason why we regret inviting so many people is because we had a really clear picture of the wedding we wanted before we got engaged, and that was a small wedding. That's right. I think, to me, it felt like the wedding planning process got in the way of the marriage itself and kind of set the tone, got us started on sort of the wrong foot. Mm-hmm. And it, it was also, I mean, it, it taught me a lot about submission, which is an ongoing uh, learning process for me, I guess, and stuff. So, yeah, I appreciate your honesty and your humility to be able to say, like, yeah, sometimes in certain ways I, like, I took control or whatever. Totally. Yeah, so we will talk a little bit about budget in a second. But yeah, part of having a big wedding also means like paying for a lot more people to be there. I know I talked about this in the first episode, but if you've ever seen the 2019 adaptation, is it adaption or? I have no idea. Adaptation? You're really good with words. I don't know. I use those interchangeably. (laughs) Are you pulling up your dictionary right now? Of course. So while he's pulling that up, I'll explain. Little Women the 2019 adaptation 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 of little women meg gets married in their family's yard and that wedding is just sweet and simple and small and really beautiful and now that i've had some time and space i've come back to that and been like oh my gosh i totally just like missed that because that was what john and i originally had talked about having and creating and in the end it was not (laughs) that it was big and um, beautiful and lovely and and honestly we still didn't invite like every single person that we could have and we are happy that we did invite the people we did but still it was just um, it's not really about the people it's like about the the size and the I guess the intimacy and that sort of yes. thing that was lost and the simplicity maybe even or yes there's a lot there's a lot there the whole scope of the wedding was just different you know mm-hmm. yeah we actually went to a wedding like a month after we got married it was our photographer and videographer who got married and it was like the most simple sweet intimate wedding ever and it was so cool and I know a lot of COVID couples, like I feel for you, who have had to change and readjust wedding plans and who have maybe ended up with a small intimate wedding. And I know it's been really hard, but I'm, I'm kind of envious because I wish we like had 
an outside factor like forcing us to simplify mm. because that was what we had originally wanted so transitioning out of size we're going to go into budget and i am going to be very transparent about numbers because i know that can be helpful sometimes like when yeah we're talking about finances so my dad is really kind and generous and basically sat us down and said okay, we are going to give you a budget of $25,000. And if you don't spend it all, then you can keep whatever you don't spend, which is <laughs> so, amazing. So <laughs> obviously I was like, let's have a small wedding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John jumped on that immediately. And I think you even brought up eloping. Yeah. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. It's so funny. Now that's like become especially trendy and I probably would have been more open to it. But at the <laughs> time I was like, no way. So yeah, we, it just kills me. We spent it all. And by we, again, it was me. Like John wanted to keep things small and simple. And again, this is really when I think like an ugly side of me came out and I was just not, again, there's nothing wrong with like, big weddings or extravagant weddings, but like we were not on the same page and I knew that and I wasn't being considerate of him. And I was just saying, well, this is what I want. So this is what I'm going to do. And I know that deeply hurt John. And that makes me really sad because I wish it would have been more of a unified process. And I wish we would have been able to like dream together and plan together and that I would have been more open to hearing John's perspective and that we could have been more intentional about and planning. There's even, you know, I, I I definitely feel like I lost out a little bit in the budgeting process. But also, I mean, for I know that you also, you know, wish that you would have been able to save some of that because we were in London right after we got married yes. and we had no income. I was not on a work visa. You were a student. And so obviously that would have been a great great time to have a couple thousand bucks to, to spend yeah life got real and you know part of this is like we are huge champions of young marriage obviously like that's what this podcast is about and you don't know what you don't know like at a certain level we can't go back and criticize every decision because yeah we we were young we still are and it's kind of the same way with parenting. Like we're just figuring it out as as young parents and there's nothing wrong with that. For sure. But we can share our mistakes or our lessons and hopefully yes. you can skip the mistakes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so really humility is something I know I talked about in the last episode as well, but you'll probably hear me talking about it a lot because that is one of the biggest seeds that the Lord has been planting and growing in me. And I think it's really been one of the most necessary components to our marriage growing. So next, um, we're going to talk about boundaries. So I don't know if you've planned a wedding, maybe you've experienced this, but I felt like I really lost all sense of boundaries and even like purpose within our relationship, meaning that every time John and I hung out, I wanted to talk about the wedding. It's weird because I was involving you in things. Like I was asking your opinion, but just not really considering it. Right. I, I, don't know. I kind of felt like I was at this period, like when we were engaged, I was sucked into like a Hollywood movie, like 
montage of wedding planning where the girls all run to the dress store and whatever else or the florist and I was like that was like our relationship was totally focused around wedding planning yes. I literally toured the venue before we got engaged do you remember that <sighs> yeah I forgot that <laughs> yeah me too like I I kind of did have like I, some yeah. bridezilla moments <laughs> I yeah we could talk about the engaged season and stuff too but really what makes me I guess sad is that I know that the season of being engaged is such a sacred time and like you can be preparing for marriage in so many ways and that was not my focus at all like my focus was on coordinating with the florist and you know amongst other things like ordering flower crowns on Etsy and (laughs) Yeah, I really just was not focused on like strengthening and building our relationship for those like five months or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that makes me really sad because that was precious time wasted. Even like I wasn't focused on spending time with my family before like officially transitioning like away into us starting our own family. And that's something I wish I would have taken advantage of more. And then, oh gosh, this is probably (laughs) the biggest thing, like the biggest takeaway at the end of all this. So this whole time I'm trying to control everything and it's going well for me and poorly for John and probably other people in my life. And then the day of our wedding, it was a blizzard. So we got married in Kansas and it snows. So it wasn't a huge surprise. Like we got married in late November, which is probably considered winter. Um, it did. It was really sad because the day before our wedding, it was sunny and 70 degrees <laughs> and we knew there was a chance of snow. But I was like, man, we're so close. So it was a blizzard. So a lot of people ended up not coming last minute because the road conditions were bad to drive in. My uncle got his car stuck in a ditch driving to the venue. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So, you know, two things in life that you can't control are your health at a certain level and the weather. So you see where this is going. <laughs> Number one, the weather. We had a blizzard. And then John, why don't you tell about your experience? Yes. So my little brother, my best man, um, was in town for the wedding and I don't know at the like day before he had a stomach bug and yeah he missed the reception or the 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 rehearsal dinner yeah and I wasn't gonna just like not hang out with my little bro so I was like wrestling him and hugging him and just you know hanging out and breathing his air and I wasn't assertive yet to be like John don't (laughs) Don't touch him (laughs) uh so the morning of our wedding I wake up and like you know one or three or whatever and I'm like in the bathroom like you know the (laughs) throwing up and all of that so I like texted texted Paige and was like Hey, just FYI, I'm awake right now and I'm not feeling great, so... I remember you sent me a selfie of you on the bathroom floor and it was so sad, though, because you're like, I've been listening to Do It Again on repeat. Yes, yes, that got me through a long, long morning. (laughs) 
you were not feeling well. So yeah, so I was sick as a dog the day of our wedding, right? Yes. My mom is a pharmacist. Yeah, she got me. She got me feeling stopped up and like <laughs> not any, not really nauseous and all that by the time of the ceremony. Yeah. I was dehydrated. I was exhausted because I hadn't slept, um, but I wasn't like having to run out in the middle of the ceremony to puke yeah. or whatever. I think what was so sad is that we had, so we got married on a Sunday and not that it mattered that it was a Sunday, but like we had this whole service planned basically where like John's mom was going to make a huge breakfast for our whole bridal party and we were going to do like prayer and worship and just like a really intentional start the morning off um, just like with a worshipful heart and attitude with all our people and we had friends who had flown in from other states and so we were so looking forward to that and that didn't get to happen obviously and then I was a mess because I didn't know how John was doing I hadn't seen him like until we did our first look or whatever and I had John's mom telling me he's doing great and I had my mom saying oh no he looks awful he's not doing well at all and so I was like I have no idea what's going on and it was rough and yeah weather and sickness are two things we cannot control well ultimately it's just the irony is so rich it was like you did all this planning and all of this controlling honestly and then it was like you know Man plans, God laughs, and the outcome was uh, still an amazing wedding. I felt fine. Um, I did take like a little cat nap while everyone else was eating dinner. Uh, I was like, I do not want food right now. That sounds horrible. (laughs) But I mean, I danced, you know, like crazy and, and, uh, you know, we, uh, the honeymoon was great. (laughs) (laughs) I never got sick, which is amazing too, but... Yeah, it was really kind of crazy how you were feeling good for the ceremony. I looked great. I looked super good. I you felt did. terrible. And then in the wedding video, I'm like, dang, I look good. Yeah, I'll put <laughs> our wedding film in the show notes and you guys can watch it. But overall, it really was a great day. And we learned so much. I think it took me a while. Like, obviously, the wounds were fresh. And when we talked about our wedding, for the first probably six months at least afterward, I totally denied <laughs> any like controlling uh, aspects or like characteristics. What's the word? John is my, my dictionary. Culpability. I don't know. <laughs> what is that word even mean? Responsibility. Um, yes, I denied any responsibility, but I think it's been really healing for <laughs> us to process through it and so hopefully you guys were able to glean some wisdom from some of these decisions that we made and again it's not about specific decisions like choose a small wedding versus a big wedding or get married in the summer so you don't have a blizzard like really it's just about checking your heart making sure that your heart is in the right space because ultimately like yeah that's what's most important we want to make sure that our hearts are aligned with the lord's and that our spouse feels like safe and loved and like their opinions are being heard and i think there's kind of this understanding especially with like older generations maybe that like the woman just takes care of all the decisions and the man isn't involved at all and maybe 
maybe that's how your dynamic works, but I know that for us and for John, it was important that he was involved. And so if that's like your spouse, like consider him and I don't know, don't bold as him like I did. Yeah. And even more than that, I think it's like a wedding is not about food and flowers, even though those things are nice. It's about two people becoming one. So just not losing sight of that. Totally. Yeah. Yay. John, thanks for being on the show. I should I should be transparent and say we tried to record this multiple times and this is our first time really doing anything like this. So it was it it took a lot. We still have so much growing to do, but I'm really happy with how the Lord was able to speak through us on the third take. Mm-hmm. And I hope you will come back and be on the show again soon. I'm sure I will. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great week. Bye. Bye, girls. <laughs> I love you. Catch me next week. Hey, friend. Thank you so much for listening. Today's show was edited with the help of my husband, Jonathan Geidel, and the music for the show is created by Scott Yutzi. I'm your host, Paige Geidel. Share the show with a girlfriend and be sure to follow along with us on Instagram. We'll see you back here next week. Bye.